video. I'm just gonna win. I'm gonna tell you that, me buddy. I'm here and I'm asking you that, me buddy. I'm recording a message for family and also come over at Papa Nose anytime you want. Okay? Did they have to bring anything? Well, they have to bring anything. What did they bring? Well, actually. Well, 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 a picture. Bring a picture. And a present. Oh, well, there, there you have it. Buddy's request for the day, you bring a picture and a present. If you're going to come to Papi Yaya's house. Um, actually, it's probably not, you can't come any time. Buddy says, yeah, you come over any time. Yeah, not going to work. You know, uh, as long as you knock, he said. I just hasn't learnt the real basics yet, but he's a pretty damn cute guy, that Buddy. And uh, this is Fang Radio. Now I'm going to play a little bit of music underneath today. Uh, let's get the levels right. Sing out some engineering for myself. A little bit of stray music underneath now. I trust you can hear me over the top of that. Let me know if you can't. But yeah, always bring a present. It's quite a good lesson in life, isn't it? Some kind of present. It doesn't have to be something physical. It could be a sentiment kind word. Always bring a present. Working from home, digging the music. Thanks, Pete the Greek. Now, yesterday we had an abundance of requests. I'm not going to do requests today. Um, it was just, it's great to be reminded of things and to have obscurities thrown in front of you. Most of them I can't do anyway, but I also encouraged you to use capitals to get my attention. And so there was just this barrage of capitals flying through the screen and maybe some of you lost a bit of your ability to converse to communicate and I thought it would be nice to get some questions today which I'm happy to answer and uh, but that doesn't mean you could put them all in capitals or keep asking them just just send a question through if I happen to spot it I'll answer it but let's keep this nice a nice slow kind of you know calm, dignified pace to our stream today. Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Alright. How many people are isolated with you, asks Neon Man. Well, we've just got the family. Um, the LA crew. Liam, Janina, Buddy and Manaya, and Elroy. We're all within a few houses of each other. And we've been completely isolated together which is, I think is within the, certainly within the realms of good practice. I'm not sure if it's, you know, depending on what country you're in really, good practice varies quite a lot. In fact, it's about to vary even more. It's a big experiment in, pro, in progress, this coronavirus, but I think it does you well to treat it with great respect. So we have, we haven't been, I mean, luckily LA is full of wonderful people that deliver food and you don't actually have to interact very much. Got trees around us. Beautiful sunny day here in Southern California. Gorgeous, warm, summery weather. I was up early, went for my walk in the hills. Saw a couple of coyotes. Did you see the David Bowie exhibit? Asks, I missed your name. Um, oh, I haven't. That would have been good to see. It was on in London when I was there, but I didn't get around to it. I'm not very good with getting around to galleries. Tell us about when you were on The Simpsons. Well, I haven't been on The Simpsons, but... Um, just recently somebody mentioned that perhaps it would be a good idea. So 
somebody's still requesting songs. I'm not going to do any requests today. I do have some songs standing by. going well thank you the question came through it is um, it's a little bit the plan has to adapt to the new environment we're working individually um, at Liam studio which is why I'm not able to do fang radio from Liam studio at the moment because we're set up to do overdubs vocals yeah I'd say we're halfway through I'm pretty excited about the songs and the way the band sounds Nick's sending in little ideas. He speeds everything up. Works it at home, speeds everything up, sends it back. Do you like LA life, somebody asks. Well, I do. I was liking it before this, and I'm actually still still liking it. I feel like we're, we're quite fortunate to be near hills. We've got trees, you know, nature. We're eating well. That was I missed that question, that last one. It had something to do with Mick Ronson. Did you ever meet Bowie? No, unfortunately, I didn't. Well, I stood next to him in a bar once. Maybe, uh, you know, raised an eyebrow at each other in, you know, a friendly, friendly eyebrow. I've never played with Colin Hay, but I have run into him many times. He's a good man. Great, great stories. Are you going to celebrate Anzac Day tomorrow? Sunrise service. That's an easy time for us, 11 a.m., isn't it? That's sunrise service in New Zealand. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, my dad was a return serviceman. He didn't, he stopped going to... Anzac Day parades because he got too old it was too much for him to stand and uh, they would have bought a seat for him I'm sure but yeah I just made him sad I think in fact he also had a, he had a um, weird feeling the town he was in put on these war games and they had like a memorial to Anz- an Anzac memorial out at the lake and they had like a tra- dug a trench and it was like a, an attraction you could go and tour the trench he thought that was just not right somehow he thought that it was making a entertainment out of something that was deeply deeply sad and somber his father went to World War One was a ran horses to the front line to Miss Fijoas Pamel asks Fijoas are a New Zealand beautiful New Zealand fruit very scented fragrant fruit uh, I don't really miss them until you said that now I feel like one Why are Mark and Matt not in Crowded House anymore? Crowded House is, has to evolve. It has to be a living organism. You can't just exist in a static state, um, even if that's good, even if it's a good static state. I wasn't. We actually, to be honest, we tried recording a whole lot of stuff or a few years ago now and none of it ended up being very good to be honest and um, it may not have been any it was no one in particular's fault but it made me less enthusiastic about um, continuing on with Crowded House whereas in recent times we've made music uh, Nick and Elroy and Liam and I made music together and it felt exciting like it had um, great potential and kind of a spark and spark my interest spark my enthusiasm and most importantly my inspiration so that's why we are here uh, there's something about having that mantle having the um, 
the feeling, the goodwill of Crowded House that spurs you on many, many great occasions and many who have served and uh, no one no one who's not deeply appreciated and much loved. But yeah, this is a living, breathing organism and it has to follow its own, its own path. There. Okay. Now, I've done a... Um, Searching for a cover that's less than 20 years old. I don't know that this is, but it must be just under 20, I would say. Um, and it's a song I've always admired from a gentleman called Beck off an album called Mutations. And uh, it's called Nobody's Fault But My Own. Here we go. I have a lawnmower outside. It's a rather suitable drone for this next song. It's a Beck song. Nobody's fault but my own. Treated you like a rusty blade A throwaway from an open grave Cut you loose from a chain gang And let you go On the day you said it's true Some love holds, some gets used Tried to tell you I never knew It could be so sweet Who could ever be so cruel Blame the devil for the things you do Such a selfish way to lose The way you lose These wasted blues These wasted blues Tell me that it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault But my own Tell me that it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault But my own When the moon a counterfeit Better find the one that fits Better find the one that lights the way for you When the road is full of nails Garbage pails and darkened jails And their tongues are full of heartless tales that drain on you You, you fade into a shaded room It's such a selfish way to lose Way you lose these wasted blues These wasted blues Tell me that it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault but my own Tell me that it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault But my own Tell me that it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault But my own Tell me that it's nobody's fault Nobody's fault But my own Nobody's fault 
nobody's fault, nobody's fault but my own. Tell me that it's nobody's fault, nobody's fault but my own. Okay, that's a song of which I'm very fond from Beck. I don't know if it passes the 20 year thing, but yeah, I'm trying to contemporize myself. It's not like I don't listen to modern music, it's just they're hard to learn, you know. All those old songs, I have the benefit of having learned them when I was young, so they still reside in my memory. It takes a little bit more, more time to, and, and I don't have much time at the moment because I'm working on some new songs and we're, you know, we just moved house and yeah, I'm busy. That's okay, I'm not, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Being busy is really fucking good, actually. I'm just going to leave a little bit of music playing again. Um, yeah, any questions? All 821 of you? There's a bit of music in the background that... This is like the kind of stuff that I do that spawns songs. Just playing the piano chords. I have lots of these tapes and I enjoy listening to them because they're kind of like the moment of, read any good books lately? Well actually I just reread Great Expectations, Charles Dickens. I hadn't read it since I was 16. Fantastic. Once you get into the, actually I've been going through a classics phase, I read Jane Austen as well, um, Pride and Prejudice. You've got to get past the language because it's quite, quite wordy, flowery language but really good. There's a reason why those books endure. But into the classics, yeah. But at the moment, I just bought the book that's on the top of the bestsellers, New York Times bestseller. I can't remember the title. I've just started it. It's about a family being forced out of Acapulco and trying to get through the Mexican border. It's on Oprah's reading list. I hasten to add. What do I think about Tim Eddie and Noel's new project, Forensics? Yeah, Tim Eddie and Noel have taken... Um, tunes and ideas from the first mental notes and made new bits of music from them uh, responding in part to a comment that Brian Eno once made hearing one of their songs a seven minute opus Blitens opus that that would have made a great record I made a great album um, I think he was referring to the fact at that point he was chasing minimalism as a concept and a split, typical Splitens songs had about 30 ideas strung together in a glorious, magnificent way, I would hasten to add, but... Okay. What is Buddy talking about in the background? I don't know, is he talking in the background? He might be. He's here, so... I just snagged him for a sting before. A radio sting. He plans to a USA with Crowded House. Well, yeah, but no plan that can be put in stone at the moment because we're all living with uh, the new reality. But yeah, we, we just can't wait to get out and play. Um, there'll be an album before the end of the year in any event. And we'll be, we'll be, uh, we'll be out there as, if we can, six seating, seating six people apart. That's one idea, isn't it? It'd be strange though, wouldn't it? Go to the Hollywood Bowl and a thousand people at the Hollywood Bowl seated six foot apart. I don't see that happening. Actually, one idea was drive-ins. Um, 
Carl had the great idea of driving driving um, concert. Gets you know get service. You can have a little headphone output on each station. Um, yeah, drive your car and keep the isolation. Have food delivered. Not a bad idea. Vast areas of space in Los Angeles. Some cities wouldn't work that are more highly dense. Um, questions? Favourite memory from Seven Worlds Collide concert with Johnny Marr and Lisa Germano? Oh, man, there were so many. They were um, five nights of glorious music making and uh, carousing, cavorting with friends. Many years ago now, we did do a second round where we made a record. Uh, it's been more than seven years now since that, so you know, you keep these dates as slightly arbitrary. But I think we might have actually, yeah, they, it might emerge. It was a beautiful idea because it had no, um, there was no thought to careers or com commerce, and we were raising money for a good cause and hanging out with musicians we admired, enjoying each other's company. Friendships have lasted, every one of them. Would you ever come to Montana? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Montana, having said that. Um, but yeah, we would come to Montana. Did you do your own backing vocals of Guiding Light? Now, somebody asked this question. There's a woman singing in Guiding Light. I have, without listening to it, can't remember who it was. It might have been Sharon, but if not Sharon, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Did you study music in school? Well, yes, I had a music teacher called Mrs. Martin Smith, um, who was a very strange woman who just got us playing you know those chimes and tambourines and playing along to really dry Gilbert and Sullivan um, operas she really had no joy she put no joy into music whatsoever um, I suppose it's you know a very slim chance that she or one of her relatives is listening uh, I'm sure she was a nice woman but she wasn't an inspiring music teacher I did have a wonderful piano teacher called Mrs Nicholson um, unfortunately no longer here but she was a very um, warm-hearted, talented teacher. And I went through till grade five, was it? No, grade, I actually went through to grade eight on the Trinity College Music. Um, yeah, so I, I was very grateful there. It sort of taught me how to finger the piano in the right, proper way. Strengthened my left hand. Now, I don't do favourite questions because you say, which Beatle is your favourite? Well, I could not possibly say which Beatle was my favourite. They were all indispensable, equal and fantastic. Jasmine is grateful for Mrs Nicholson. So too am I. All right, I'm going to play you another song. Now, yesterday I did do requests and um, I did a request and, and blew the middle eight of a song, which for some reason I just got to and thought, no idea what happens next. Anyway, in an effort to, you know, get get the slate clean I've uh, done it again I'm going to do it again for you and uh, so here it is nobody wants to this time the song might resemble something you you recognise here it is Nobody 
go away Pretending that it's all okay Broken pieces on the ground And everyone's tiptoeing round Nobody wants to Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody protects you. Are we losing something we used to cry? We used to say why. I might not get home Well, I found out If we opened it up We could work this out Nobody wants to Think about it Nobody wants to Talk about it That was Nobody Wants To. Slightly shorter version, but complete nevertheless. Um, so, yeah, this is quite good. There's a little pace to this, which is a little more relaxed, and you guys can talk to each other, possibly. Oh, actually, there's a lot more questions coming through than I'm actually getting. There's two ways of receiving messages. Do you think, do you think John Farnham should play another final tour? Wow, what a bizarre question for me. He might as well. Fancy. God, you couldn't hear You're the Voice too many times, could you? We, people are really trying to make us hear it too many times. Do you support Liverpool Football Club? Well, yes, I do. And there is a great sadness in Liverpool that uh, this was the year. This was the year that the championship seemed assured. And yet, well, I don't know what the rule is now. I don't know. But uh, it's, a, it's a great shame for the football club who deserved... Um, deserved their championship oh, fully deserved it what an incredible record this year uh, Nigel Griggs, I'd like to remember Nigel who's put me on to Liverpool in the first place, has been a lifelong Liverpool fan living in the, the mountains just out of Melbourne and uh, Nigel was the one who sort of taught me the value of recording rehearsals and pouring over them and finding the magic wherever it is and you can carry that into making records bring the demo mentality at all times. Um, always looking for a bit of advantage and be prepared to throw things up in the air and destroy them if they need to be. <laughs> Can you talk about the time Kate Sobrano got up to sing with you by mistake at a Lord of the Rings premiere? She said you were calling someone else up and she thought it was her. Wow. I don't think, I don't remember that. I remember her getting up. I don't remember that I thought it was somebody else. But, um, you know, the details are... Details are sometimes absent. But I remember doing a gospel show in Melbourne with Kate Sobrano and quite a few of the other crew in Melbourne. And um, we had Vanetta Fields sort of coaching us. And 
there was a slight embarrassment on my part because I think some of the choir sort of took it a little bit like maybe we were doing something tongue-in-cheek and it really wasn't my point of view um, and she was an incredible singer Vanetta she still is I'm sure uh, I don't know where she's living at the moment she was she used to sing with Aretha um, taught me how to do the BVs for the, the song you send me which was sort of like oh demonstrate that story we don't need to do the whole song if I had one songwriting tip what would it be hmm one songwriting tip would be to play as long as you long as long as you can uh, like a child so yeah sure make your decisions but keep it like keep a sort of a random reckless nature in there at every stage, really, because there's always some inspiration looming, some revelation just about to dawn. So don't think you've got it all sorted out too soon and then just be have your eye on the prize. Yeah, I mean, it leads to some great angst at times because some days you're just not really feeling it. But keep A, keep going. This is two bits of advice now. A, keep going. First one, turn up every day. And B... Treat it like a game for as long as possible. All right. Uh, what was it? Favorite instrument? Oh, there's a lot of favorite questions. I can't. I can't answer favorite questions. Well, you know, I probably do from time to time. Always break my own rules. Provide exceptions. Why did the choir for Out of Silence wear capes? <laughs> it wasn't my idea actually, but they wanted to. That's the question. I, I wasn't required. They, they thought it was appropriate, and I supported their, their pick. The only trouble was they were a little bit rustly. You know, when you listen to the tracks on their own, you can hear them. They, the fabric was not soft and um, salubrious. It was rustly and kind of a little scratchy, to be honest. Sunlight Halo. Would you ever duet with Ryan Adams again? <laughs> uh, do you remember the Phoenix Foundation? Of course. What do you mean, remember? God, how could I forget? Fave Metallica song. Well, there's two so two questions, two types of questions I won't answer. Uh, well, I did meet um, your man from Metallica, the guitar player, who's a lovely man, at the concert in London for Peter Green. Yeah, he's a great guitar player too. 
when you're finished when you're writing a song when do you know it's finished I don't that's the trouble when it comes out what was oh god that was awful what was awful somebody said oh god that was awful was that you send me I don't know who cares alright next one I'm going to do actually it's sort of album of the day is sort of time on earth because I already did nobody wants to I want to do another song which I haven't done yet on here and um, I've never done it on guitar this is one of the good things about this show as well I'm playing songs on guitar I've only ever played on piano just good for the brain messes with you a little bit messes with me this is a song called uh, and it was oh that was a wrong uh, it was it, there was a, a gentleman by the surname of Hewitt Norm Hewitt's brother and I'm sorry I don't remember his first name right now he was lost at sea for three days uh, drifting he was a power um, diving for power and he got somehow separated from the mainland and hung on to his floats and really went through the most extraordinary psychedelic near-death experience and which I read about and wrote this song as a result it's called You're the One to Make Me Cry If you could hear me cry for help, 
But I'd lift my head up to the sky And the planes that were circling Now have gone Okay. You're the one to make me cry. I mean, you know, I'm, I am obviously drawn to um, melancholy songs for some reason. Uh, there's quite a few that I've written, um, but you know, so was so was Leonard Cohen. I don't take that as necessarily a, a uh, problem. It's always good to get an up-tempo one, though. Uh, there is one that I've got that I used to sing at parties, which of course doesn't obey my twenty-year rule at all. Not that most of you don't care, it's probably the odd one that sort of goes, God, when is he going to play something that was written when I was born? Um, but as I explained before, the reason that I know all these old songs, because when I was bothering to learn people's songs back in the day, I don't learn people's songs now, I don't, I don't listen to other people's songs very much. Um, well, certainly not pop music, I listen to music from other cultures far more often. Music doesn't sound like what I make, anything like what I make because um, it's sort of a holiday for me. I don't have to sit there and listen and analyse the way they're putting songs together, which is a, it's a great rest. Uh, somebody's asking about my collaboration with Todd Rundgren. Uh, there is a song that is existing in, in that sphere. I don't know if he's gone ahead and finished it. It's, it's had a very long gestation. Um, but, yeah, we had an enjoyable to and fro on that one. Uh, he's a very talented gentleman. What was it like playing at CBGB's in the 80s, in 86? It was a hastily arranged gig. And I think we played with, uh, they might be giants. Just happened to be on the night. And I met Joey Ramone, which was a real thrill. Uh, you know, to be at CBGB's and meet Joey, Joey Ramone, that was a pretty classic experience. And how did you guys treat you? <laughs> When you joined the ends besides Tim. 40-year Friends fan from New Jersey. It, you know, I arrived in London at the age of 18, joining Split Ends. It was a tremendously a romantic, wonderful thing that happened to me. Because you look at England and the music business and actually what Split Ends had already achieved is in glowing terms, you know, and like rose-tinted spectacles, and it's, it's a huge romance. So I, I was... You know, blown away. Right there, got driven to rehearsal straight from the airport um, through all of the, you know, the Monopoly streets, uh, just, you know, past Buckingham Palace. Fantastic. But I got to rehearsal and they actually weren't there. Uh, there was just me and Nigel Griggs. Uh, Nigel was the new bass player. I'd never met him. He'd never met me. And we sat there and, you know, chatted away quite amiably. They'd gone off for lunch. Um, yeah, so that's that was my first experience with being with Nigel, and they they weren't even there. Went straight to rehearsal. See, that was because we worked hard as a band. That's why we got good. We played a lot. Yeah, and then I was the youngest, so I was sent down to get sandwiches on the first tour of the UK. I, you know, I was really not an electric guitar player at all. I played acoustic guitar, did a bit of singing. They thought I, might, I must have had potential, I suppose, and I was a fan. I understood the mentality of the the band. So they, you know, but it didn't mean make much sense to some of the band. They had arguments about who was going to not sit next to me. What's happening, Dom? 
I'm just coming up to give you a kiss. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. Oh. Sharon just popped Ed in the door. Huh? Sharon's just popped Ed in the door. And is that who's that crying? Is that Mama? All right. I'll go back. Did you want? So oh, I'm are you having one? Do you want another one? Oh, I'd have a top up. Yeah. I'm having a nice little cheeky red. I'll go and get you one. And uh, Sharon is as well. Very unusual for us. Sharon, isn't it? To have a cheeky red at this time of the day. Um, not unusual at all. Well, good people, I'm going to leave you. Uh, oh, I'm going to actually answer a couple more questions. Uh, somebody, people are still writing in capitals. There's no reason to do that now. I can read perfectly well. Um, please consider something. Uh, the things that disappear, and I, I know I can stop them somehow. Have you ever thrown panties at Tom Jones? No, strangely. It's something I haven't ticked off my bucket list. Do you have your mandolin with you? No. Oh, the awful comment was about Ryan Adams. What did I say about him? I just laughed. Oh, an awful comment. <laughs> I was about right, I was not you. Okay, gotcha. I don't need to add anything to that particular dialogue, I'm sure. Um, what's your secret to a happy marriage? God, I don't know. A little glass of red. I just got asked, what's your secret to a happy marriage now? What is your secret? Patience. Okay, patience. There we go. And tolerance. And a good red. Nice. A, red, a cheeky yeah. red. Cheeky red. Yeah. What if you would you have done if you hadn't become a musician and artist? I think I would have grown flowers. I know an awful lot about flowers, particularly hyacinths <laughs> and uh, peonies. Uh, and I, it almost might be time to bring back one of my um, one of my flower shows. Some of you will remember that I, I've been playing those in recent times, and many of you will have heard them. But maybe I'll just leave you with a flower show today. I'll have to seek it, seek it out from my, um, let me just see, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, actually, I know. Uh, I'll try the peony, because I do love a peony. I'm very fond of, of a peony. Um, let's just see what happens if I start this up. Yeah, I would have been a botanist or a flower grower. I might bid you farewell while this plays. I'll leave you with my flower show. Go well, stay safe. Good morning to you all. This is Neil Cornelius Finn with the Weekly Flower Review. This week's flower is the big and beautiful peony. It is a very important flower in China, symbolically the flower of riches and honor. In fact, a nationwide poll in China in 2003 voted to make it the national flower. But the Chinese government so far, as with independence for Tibet, have failed to respond. It is believed the peony is named after Peon from Greek mythology, who was a healing deity, who once healed Hades and Ari's wounds. The flower myth says that Peon was a student of Asclepius, the god of medicine and healing. He was once instructed by Leto, Apollo's mother and goddess of fertility, to obtain a magical root growing on Mount Olympus, 
that would soothe the pain of women in childbirth. Asclepius became jealous of the overachieving Paean and threatened to kill his pupil. Zeus saved Paean, however, from the wrath of Asclepius by turning him into the peony flower. Now it occurs to me that the Greek gods often displayed very human failings and the outcome for poor Paean may not have been all that glamorous either. For he once was a god and now a mere flower. The early Greek seers and sorcerers used musical incantations in healing ceremonies. These came to be referred to as paeans. I do not imagine it will ease the pain of any woman in childbirth, or even those with a slight headache, but here is my humble paean to the god and the flower. I used to be a god with healing power Zeus has turned me into a flower He says it was my saving grace For Scipius was about to erase And he said that I had been but now I'm found all over town. The ascending motif of that paean is designed to uplift. The sight of a fully blooming peony certainly does just that. So I suggest planting some right now. It's the right time. Once they're in and happy, they'll keep flowering for a hundred years. Thanks for joining me once again. I'm leaving town for a few weeks, so Hopefully we'll have some exotic species to report back about. Stay tuned. Bye now. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love. And hold her tight, so happy together If I should call you up, invest a dime And you say you belong to me, then ease my mind Imagine how the world could be, so very fine So happy together I can't see me Ah, oh, fuck Start again. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. If I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me and is my mind. Imagine how the world could be. So very fine, so happy together Together, well, I can't see 
and me No matter how they toss the dice It had to be Cause the only one for me is you And you for me So happy together Me and you And you and me No matter how they toss the dice It had to be The only one for me is you And you for me So happy together larger than life, full of shades and echoes. It's the story of my life. <laughs>